0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forum's podcast. It's once again the Dream Team this week with me, Chris and Greg. Hello, guys.
1: Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. How are we doing?
0: All right, boys. All right. I'm enjoying myself here. I've got my Fosters and I've got my Snow Grouse whisky.
1: Because one drink isn't enough.
0: One drink isn't enough. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, aye. The Snow Grouse, it, I've never had it before, but it's quite good.
1: Is this you commemorating uh, the news that it's just breaking at the moment that Cup Broadfoot is leaving Rangers? I know. I can't believe it. Now, I'm a big fan of Kirky. A lot of folk will slag him because
0: he's his limited ability, but I just love his passion. He's, he's, he reminds me a bit of me, whereas I have no skill at all, but I'll turn up every week if I can <laughs> and and not quite put in my all because I'm a wee bit lazy, but at least I'll, I'll try. I see myself in Kirky. But can you work the microwave? In fact, I did try to cook eggs in the microwave after he'd done it, and it works quite well, it's quite convenient. They just need to be careful, though. Right, so we've got a busy podcast. This week we've got quite a few different things to talk about. We've got the SPL and SFL review from Chris. That's, yep. that's a, that's a favourite of mine. I, I, I do like that section. <laughs> that's because you get to put your feet up and do nothing. <laughs> I go and get more snow grouse. Aye. And also, as part of that, we'll, we'll touch on the European games during the week. And this week's topic was suggested by Chris. And it's a hot topic in Scottish football, and it's really young footballers, really, and the, the the current trend for for bleeding bleeding the youngsters. We'll discuss the Paul band Charity Bet, and no surprises, but we lost last week. We'll bring that up, and also mention the upcoming European games, as well as the League Cup, and then finally do the predictions before we we finish, and I edit it and hopefully get it out tonight. So, Chris, the SPL and, well, if you've done an SFL review, carry
1: on. I have indeed. I thought we'd start with Europe, though. Uh, Oh, I uh, started on Tuesday night with a wonderful 2-0 win for Celtic away in Helsingborg, thanks to uh, goals from Chris Commons and Georges Samaras. Uh, Unfortunately, that's where the good news ended, because uh, Hearts played at home to Liverpool, and although they did put on a great performance, they conceded a a nasty own goal, which uh, put a bit of a dampener on the night. But they, they, they gave a good account of themselves. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Motherwell were uh, at home losing 2 0 to Levante, which, again, unfortunate. But I think we all expected it given the draw that we, the two teams got. Uh, Greg, were you at the game?
2: Aye, I, I made it along on Thursday. Um, I, I was actually quite confident before it for some reason. I, I just felt maybe with the, this being the Levante's first tie in Europe, eh, they might be. Might um, be a wee bit, um, a wee bit slow out the blocks, but I can't. It be the case, and, and to be honest, there, there was nearly really a lot to be over a final result. We didn't play that well, um, but Levante are a decent side. I think it just, it just highlights the golf um, and class between between the two leagues. I think they're, they're operating budgets something like you know six or seven times the size of ours, and it showed, because it's a wee bit like a Pathankars game as well. No outstanding stars on their side, but everybody could play a bit of football. First touch was great, passing was great, movement was great. Worked hard the whole game, and uh, we really, really struggled to break them down. I don't, I don't think their keeper touched the ball the entire second half, which gives you an indication of um, how the game went for us. So, ah, uh, it's a big uphill, big uphill task this week. I,
0: had, I didn't see much of the the Motherwell game, but going back to Celtic, I, d- I, don't want to brush over that, Chris, because I think it's worth mentioning. Did you call it marvelous? I think it, um, it definitely needs a. Uh,
1: I think the up. result was marvellous, if not, maybe not the performance, most of the thing.
0: Oh yeah, um, I thought Helsingborg could have scored a few. But I, aye. nobody will remember that, Chris. It's all about the result and Sammy could have made it three.
1: Oh, he could have. There was a debate over whether he should have taken the shot or whether he should have squared it to Chris Commons. Who was, if, if, he'd, if he'd been able to get the pass through the two defenders to Chris Commons, Commons has got a tap in.
0: Aye. But he did go all that way, but, so aye. fair dues.
1: I th- I think Chris Sutton said it on the uh, STV afterwards. It was one of those ones. If he scores up, it's a great decision. And as a striker, you can expect him to take the shot. That,
0: did he say that as he was sitting there sweating, looking wooden?
1: <laughs> you, you know, I I want to praise STV for trying out pundits like Chris Sutton and Joe Jordan, who I thought made some really good points. But neither of them are great in front of a camera. Oh,
0: it just looked so uncomfortable. Sutton was, oh, he was just so awkward I. It's almost a shame, but I did like Rahman. Oh, he was good. Band. I, I, I didn't I like his
1: t- sh- sh- uh, tapping of his yeah. shoes. Oh no, I liked that because oh, <laughs>
0: that, that's what made me warm to him because he's doing the wee tap of his shoes and you could hear it clinking off the wooden floor. <laughs> oh, it was good. And then there was a there was a time he, he seemed to get more comfortable as the thing went on and and at the end Rahman was almost off his chair. It's as if he was like sitting in a pub. And he's like, look, I've got a chance to speak to Chris Sutton, Joe Jordan here. And he was just so, so comfortable and so excited, sitting in the edge of his chair, and then it cuts to Chris Sutton sitting there
2: going, oh, no, don't you look at me. Nah, it was poor, wasn't it? Because he was like the world's most excited man, and two guys that looked as though well they were just caught in the headlights. Joe Jordan looked as though well he did a stroke. He was just sitting, <laughs> was just sitting there immobilised. Um, I, I don't know what was going on there. I hope they've withheld his fee for that it was shocking. <laughs> but I hopefully they get more games. That'd be good. if I I hope so.
0: Uh, obviously Definitely. ITV uh, as a whole get the the Champions League, so maybe STV will do the same thing and and pick up and and produce their own studio. That'd be good. Although we one need thing... to get
1: there first. Though let's, let's not get
0: ahead of ourselves. Ah. We still need to get there. Ah, it's well, a sure. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Celtic fan at all, so I can I can say that, Chris. But I, my I
1: concern is. Um, my concern over it is if they score first On Wednesday night Because if they score first Our crowd are notorious for getting nervous And that's a habit of getting down onto the pitch And if they score first there's always a chance We'll get a second one but Having you're... said that, if we play what we did In the last 20-25 minutes of that game Where we'll we absolutely bossed Helsingberg never They have got a chance right.
0: but the thing is, but My, gonna my be... fear
1: is they're going to play what they did the first half and gift them chances
0: You're going to be firing out the blocks Because you've got Susan Boyle before the game so <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: telling you I'm telling uh, you, I'm thinking uh, of going uh, just to see her and then going home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I think that's great. Uh, there's a lot of criticism on Twitter about, oh, we should let the fans make all of the atmosphere. And I can kind of understand that. But on the other hand, Susan Boyle's a Celtic fan who's done good. We should be celebrating the fact she's done good.
0: Ah, uh, it's a wee bit of banner at 25 pound. That's how much it'd cost to see her just on her own.
1: Huh? you got a football game for that as well. Not bad.
0: Aye. Right. But am uh, I'm, I'm confident. By uh, that's
1: on... Is it ESPN? Uh ESPN. I think it's the Sky Sports,
0: yeah. actually. Ah, it's on the TV, anyway. Right. That's as far <laughs> as we'll go. I so uh, oh, we didn't really mention Hearts. Uh, you did touch on it a bit, but I thought they were unlucky. I thought they'd themselves I'd proud.
1: Gave a great account of himself, I thought. I just, they just didn't really have that killer uh, blow in them that they could go and get the goal. And then to get that sucker punch, it was Andy Webster that knocked it into his own net. Yep. It was just... It's, that's the kind of nonsense that happens and to hearts. I'm s i swear it happens to hearts more than the else in Europe. Hearts always seem to get the worst possible draw and then put in a really good performance and still a bit of luck goes against them.
2: Right. Saying that it keeps it keeps the tie alive for the second leg, they're at least they're not going down there like last year with on the wrong end of humping and they're already Aye. out. I mean they'll get down there and be pretty confident that they can make it difficult for Liverpool and and they could go down there then who knows, you know. I don't I think the odds are stacked against them, but um, if they manage to score then you just never know.
0: Yeah. I, I know a guy who's got tickets for the Liverpool end, but he's he's a bit cheeky, because he's a jambo. So if there's any Scouse cops listening out, i turf him out.
1: <laughs> I can't say. I knew plenty of people that went down to Anfield when we were there in 2003, and they were at the Liverpool end as well. He's, no. he's even joined the Liverpool fan club,
0: I'm not really sure. I
1: think
0: he's, That's a bit he's, far. Nah, he's on the turn. You'll <laughs>
1: be singing, you'll never walk alone. Right. SPL time, Chris. Yep. SPL Roundup and we get to talk about Celtic first again because they were up in the lunchtime kick-off up in Inverness a place where we never seem to win any more than two goals and fun enough, despite the fact we managed to score four for the first time ever up there we still only won by two goals the Celtic won 4-2 an early Wanyama header which was then followed up by a composed Tony Watt finish in the first half uh, if Inverness thought we were going to come back in the second half that ended very quickly when Charlie Mulgrew made it three uh, and Tony Watt rounded off Celtic scoring but two goals from Draper later on made the score a bit more respectable for Inverness. Uh, moving on to the 3 o'clock kickoffs on Saturday, it was uh, a 1-0-1 for Ross County against Dundee in the, the battle between the newly promoted teams. That's 38 games unbeaten for Ross County now, uh, their first ever SPL win. Uh, Corkerum was brought down in the area and Richie Britton fired in the penalty pass. Unfortunately, it means Dundee are still yet to score since they're to the top flight. Uh, meanwhile Easter Road it was a 2-0 win for Hibernian over St Johnson that moves Hibs up to 2nd place in the league who's seen that coming? I certainly didn't Nope, hope didn't St Johnson started pretty well but then Paul Hanlon's header found uh, maybe the crossed the line, maybe it didn't wasn't really a good replay to see it uh, the linesman did give it so we'll just have to accept it was over yeah. the line and move on uh, it was a last-ditch attempt to clear up. I uh, didn't it deserve that,
0: Davidson. It was a, a good
1: effort. It was acrobatic, Yeah.
0: Uh, it was a, I don't know, a flying-back heel. Uh, it's the
1: easiest way to describe it. <laughs> flying-back heel. <laughs> it was. It was, I suppose it was. Uh, uh, Owen Doyle doubled the lead second half, so uh, that was a 2-0 win for Hiberni. No mention the for bank.
0: the the great name Shifty Coochie.
1: For Hubs, No. <laughs> I've heard about 15 different ways to pronounce that. I wasn't even going to attempt it. Oh, I, cookie, I've heard as well. Oh, I've like not... I, Young I, I, him cookie.
0: Oh, I don't know how you spell it at all. I just heard it on YouTube, so I just wrote it down as shifty coochie. And I thought, oh, that's
1: brilliant. <laughs> I think it's K-U-Q-I. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, how you spell the surname? <laughs> did, he fe- did he feature? Was he playing? I think he came on. He came on uh. for the last 10, 15 minutes uh, or something. Uh, uh. I don't
0: know. I, I just seen him come on the pitch. I don't know what he did because I was just too excited. At a guy called Shifty Coochie.
1: <laughs> Moving on to the big shock of the weekend: Kilmarnock's three one win over Dundee United. I think uh, Craig had posted that just one person predicted the Kilmarnock home win in the Predictor. Yep. Uh, it was a brilliant start for United, but they couldn't put the ball in it. And then I think. Uh, Shields was uh, claiming that the weather changed at halftime and that gave uh, his team the, the impetus to go in and get a, a crazy nine minutes, three goals. That's what yeah, it, it started. Was... With apparently, huh, the weather. Mean, well, they should uh, He would have told them. But uh, I think Dundee United's defending helped because uh, the opening goal came for Barry Douglas going on a amazing run through his own eighteen-yard box <laughs> <laughs> and then trying to let the keeper hit It, 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 it was good. Keeper, and uh, Rory McKenzie pounced on it to open the scoring. Danny Ratchet was then brought down, which I thought just outside the box, but a uh, penalty was awarded, and Borja Pe- Perez, <laughs> sorry, he got the second goal. Jude Winchester made it three uh, in that crazy nine minutes, as I said. John Dale, I got a consolation, but really, it's uh, the, the horror show for the defence, it's the, the talk of this game. And on Sunday, there was two games with our uh, Europa League players, it was uh, a nothing-each draw at Aberdeen, between Aberdeen and Hearts, somehow... Hearts escaped through a draw despite the fact Aberdeen absolutely battered him. Uh, one talking point I thought was uh, when Mary Tao brought down Gavin Ray as he was running through. Now, the tele claimed that Andy Webster was in the middle and he probably would have got Ray but to be honest I don't think he was getting any, anywhere near him so there could have been an argument for a red card there. Uh, oddly enough Hearts nearly nicked it to death with an Andy Driver effort to hit the post which was probably a bit of benefit for Aberdeen because he'd hit the post in the bar a couple of times himself. How this was nothing each, I don't know how we're going to, need to find a goal scorer, I think. And in the other game on Sunday, it was a one-each draw between Motherwell and St Mirren. Michael Higdon once again scoring in this fixture, uh, pouncing on some poor defending. Uh, Motherwell's job was made a lot harder when Sean Hutchison got two quick bookings, one for descent after some uh, incident in the, in the 18-yard box, and then there was a bad challenge, which was a second booking, which is probably a bit right, although Stuart McCall seemed to doubt it. Uh, and unfortunately for Motherwell, the 10 men then conceded a late equaliser to Thomas Riley, who pounced on a rebound, which, to be fair, eh, Stuart McCall did say afterwards it was a deserved equaliser, so maybe they deserved it.
0: Aye, so did either of you read the Keith Jackson piece on the Dundee United game in the Daily Record? I didn't, know. Oh, you need to read this, highly recommended, aye, he just basically has a... As a, a big dig at uh, anyone who thought Dundee United were going to challenge Celtic for the league, it's it's a weird one. It's really. it's almost. I, I want. I was going to say unprofessional, but it, it's it's getting close to that. It's it's clear that he was he wasn't in a good mood, and he really really does have a go at Dundee United and just tears them apart. Not f- just for their performance, but almost as if tearing them apart because they they even had the gall to to think they could challenge Celtic it is a weird one. Yeah, this, is,
1: this is Dundee United that are a point behind Celtic at the moment, having played the same number of games.
0: Yeah, you, you really need to read it. Aye.
1: Oh, he needs to get a grip. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sick of know, this negativity for these idiot pundits that we have in this country. It's,
2: it's not even about that, it's just it's a daily record that the best. Rangers aren't in are that league anymore, so they can't cook up the usual nonsense that they used to cook up between the old firms and are and somebody else making up a nonsense story for a supposedly controversial points, everybody gets their tails up and starts talking about Keith Jackson and the Daily Record. My only advice is to of up there, don't read the Keith Jackson's piece, don't read the Daily Record or any other of these rags, because over a summer, all these clowns have been found out big time with their sensational stories and their predictions of what's going to happen to Scottish football. So seriously, do what I've done, just stop buying these rags. a complete and utter waste of money, all said.
1: Keith Jackson lost any credibility when he started going on about the off-the-radar wealth that Craig White had. In fact, to be honest, I think Keith Jackson lost any credibility I had the year that uh, Celtic took over uh, what, Nike for making their kits, and he posted a couple of pictures off the internet. And I knew the guys that did the, the mock-ups, so we all knew it was an absolute joke.
0: <laughs> right, aye. Right, but well, I recommend but you, 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 you read you, it, but
2: you, I don't you know keep, how you're going to... You keep buying the record, though. <laughs> <laughs> you off. Don't, I, don't cancel your subscription to the record just yet. I don't I'm know sure how the dear, dear to the columns. Good. No, I don't
0: read the, the Daily Record myself. It was uh, Somebody mentioned it on Twitter. I read The Sun myself, but I, I don't even buy that. I borrow it off the security guard at work. <laughs> <laughs> Saves me 30p a day. So it's all right. <laughs> it's 30p less that they get as well. That's always good. Correct. No, I see, I like the sun. I think there's still a place for newspapers in this day and age.
1: Aye, rapping chaps. In fact, you know, you have a lot of rap chaps in them. There's no place
0: for them. Uh, you're right. You're right, you can't do that. It's unhygienic. I uh, you know, health and safety and all that. Right, so you you, you didn't mention the, the SFL. No, I was just the, about
1: the to big leagues.
0: To that. Chris, I've told you that's where it's at nowadays. Everyone's listening just to hear well,
1: this wee snippet well, of Division 3. You're right, but no, I wouldn't say Division 3 because. Uh, division 1 is where it's at because Partick Thistle now set proudly is the only team in Scotland with a 100% record 3 wins out of 3 after beating Dumbarton 3-0 uh, Currently 2nd in the 1st Division is Wraith Rovers on 7 points after a nothing each draw by Livingston. Uh, Dunfermline beat the other team who did have a 100% record, that was Airdrie United surprisingly uh, They beat them 2-1 after being a goal behind Joining them with 6 points along with Cowden Beath who beat Hamilton 1-0 Falkirk on the other hand got the first three points of the season, uh, with a two one win against Morton away, and that laughs them off the bottom of the table, leaving Dumbarton sitting the uh, bottom. Unfortunately for them, uh, moving on to the SFL two, it's Ardbrith top in, uh the division after edging out Alloa three two. Queen of the South are joining them in seven points after a 1 1 against Albion Rovers. Well, Forfars 3 2 over Air United, which burst the charity uh, bet, unfortunately. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and Breaking City's 2 1 over East Fife sees both of them in six points. Stennis Muir and drew one each, leaving Albion Rovers rooted to the bottom just behind Air United. Serves so Air United right, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> it does, selfish. And Moving on to SFL 3, top of the table at the moment is Elgin City after a 4 1 away win to East Stirling. I'm sure they'll get five pages in the media for uh, that. The hump East Stirling's worth that, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and just ahead of Peter Head, who uh, also on the same number of points after beating Queen's Park 1 0. Uh, Clyde are sitting third after a 1 0 win away to Stirling Albion, while well, Montrose and Annan Athletic drew nothing each. But of course, the final game of the SFL this weekend saw Rangers of Berwick hosting Rangers of Sevco. Despite taking the first half lead, the Sefco Rangers were unlucky to escape with a point. You're going to get
0: suspended. Sorry. I'm going to they have were. to suspend you. The <laughs> president's been set. I'll go back, and say, set.
1: I'll, I'll go back <laughs> and say that properly. Sefco were lucky to escape with a point yep. after conceding a, an equaliser and then inexplicably seeing a late winner for Beric getting chalked off by referee Mike Tumulty. Only he saw what it was because I've seen the replays a few times and I've no idea what it's about. Nah, it's the, the easy,
0: easy answer really, isn't it? That's the way I've seen it.
1: It's the easy answer. What's the easy answer?
0: No, the easy answer is just to blow the whistle. That's that's what I think.
1: <laughs> Why? Why not just let the game the game reach its uh, conclusion like it should?
0: Well, ah, it's, it's easy. Ah, referees often take the easy answer, the easy route, and just blow the, the
2: whistle. whistle. He's, he's he's bottled it. He's bottled it because he knows he's going to get kicked at the Masons he lets that <laughs> one go. So, like all these other referees, he's got to think about what's happening. Uh, next week, we's two as a leg rolled up. So, he had, uh, he had no choice but to throw the whistle. He'd been thrown at the grand order or heads or whatever it is But I think uh, Berwick could have done a lot more
0: to get uh, more money, and I thought they could have done, maybe put something behind the goals. I don't know, even just a fence. They could have got another couple of hundred fans in. But well, is, maybe it, is, somebody
1: face?
0: <laughs> is it a speedway track or something that's around it? Is that right? Uh, it looked that kind of
1: surface, Aye, I think right, Maybe yeah.
0: that or a trotting, maybe. I don't know.
2: Ah, you might be
0: right. Ah, it might be that. Aye. Horse and carts. Ah, they could have got a wee fence up and that wouldn't have cost so much. They could have got a couple of hundred fa- fans behind the goals. They could have put a temporary stand. That's obviously a lot more work. Aye, it surprised <laughs> me that they didn't because the money was there to be made. I thought they'd take advantage.
1: but see if it's horse and carts. They could have helped the Rangers get home because apparently the bus broke down. I don't know if this was around 120, but apparently the Rangers bus broke down on the way back. That's a long way to go. Uh, well, the good news is, they've drawn 4S mechanics, so if there's a bus broken down, they'll be able to fix it. That. That's quite handy in the Scottish Cup. Aye, some some
0: wag has been messing with the wiki page earlier on. Aye, talking about Sevco and uh, the Rangers. It's almost as bad as
1: you, Chris. Well, you've got to differentiate. I mean, that was Rangers versus Rangers. What am I supposed to do? I need to differentiate between them somehow. Well,
0: and they're, they're, not,
1: they're not Glasgow Rangers anymore. They're the Rangers. Ah. That's just confusing. So I I had to go with got this week. Right, well, I know I've done it every week but
0: still. It was it was good enough for Falkirk, so it might be good enough for me, you might get suspended. <laughs> and then there'll be a campaign.
1: <laughs> campaign to get me back. Yeah. <laughs> free, free the podcast
0: one. <laughs> Aye, there was uh pictures of handcuffs in one of the signatures that I seen. Like the signature images. And I thought, wait a minute, the guy's just been suspended Aye. and he's, he's probably told at the same time, look, we're gonna suspend you but You'll get back. We're just doing this for the media because there's going to be a wee bit of a fuss from some Rangers fans that you've said what was it, Safeco something? I, I can't remember exactly. Sef-
1: the Safeco franchise is what you said. Aye,
0: right now. I don't. I think it was unprofessional, but I don't think the. I don't think he should have been suspended.
1: I don't think there should have been such a fuss. Yeah, I think he's pointing to the audience? Well, aye. I I, I I doubt very much Falkirk or Raith Rovers either. Yeah, set of fans would mind. In fact, most of the it was funny. Oh, it's oh, well, It's just funny. Move on.
0: He's not going to cause an issue at the ground that day, no. that's for sure. And I guess that's the, the main thing, isn't it? You, you don't want to be kicking off a, a riot, and neither set of fans are going to be upset about that. And it probably made them
2: chuckle. Yeah,
1: which is to me, that's what he's here to do. He's here to entertain the crowd.
0: Yeah, but I heard that he was getting his his
1: job back. It's Aye, it's a it's a volunteer job anyway, so it's not as if he's lost any pay or anything. It's not, he, he's been totally to be calmed in probably, and you have your job back. Here you go. Aye, wait until
0: the dust settles.
1: We'll that yeah. that's good. That's it's disappointing. It's been made such a big thing out of it, but at least it's not going to do any long term harm. Yeah. Right. So the the topic this week, eh, Chris, you mentioned this earlier on Twitter, but I wondered if you wanted to
0: elaborate a bit.
1: Yeah, I was watching sports scene the neighbour pointing out just how well some of the youngsters had done this weekend. For instance, Tony Watt got two of the goals for Celtic, um, the boy that got the the late equalizer for St Mirren was another young lad. Tommy uh, Riley. Tommy e. Riley, yep. 17. Yeah, um, and uh, there were two of the goal scorers for Kilmarnock, Rory McKenzie and Jude Winchester are a couple of youngsters and uh, it just seems to be quite a an influx of the, the, the younger uh, football players in the even in the SPL, but going further down the leagues, obviously there's, there's been younger lads. I mean, uh, Andy Little's the man at Rangers that's been making all the the, the headlines, despite the fact they've been uh, spending a lot of money on yeah. the, the likes of and Black and everybody like that. But
0: Mackay as well, he's the one that really excites me.
1: Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it seems to be the younger lads at Rangers that are making a name for themselves, and there's almost a a better excitement when uh, it's a young lad comes through the academy and makes his. Impact on the the first team because certainly like, to, uh, the Celtic fans are singing Tony Watt's name already, yep. and we're all delighted that he's come through. Although we did buy him for a date, your... I mean he, he still sort of came through our youth academy because he's had of a season, uh, maybe two seasons. Uh,
0: I think it still good, counts.
1: So. Aye. So, I mean, the, the question here is are we, are we seeing an opportunity here to see more youngsters come through because of the financials or are we seeing it because of the monumental change in Scottish football this season or is there another reason that we're seeing it?
0: Well, it might just be that uh, standards are improving because facilities are improving. Uh, we're moving away from the, the ash parks that we used to play on when we were young to... <laughs> decent, I remember them well. Uh, oh, a horrible, horrible invention. Uh, I remember a guy, he used to play uh, senior football on ash parks and he says they used to bring a brush to actually brush away the grit from the cuts. And that's just a, a horrible thing. Whereas nowadays the, the kids are grown up with these astroturf pitches and uh, smooth, true surfaces, uh, all weather, pr- pretty much all weather, but, but better than the astroturf anyway and better, and better than grass when you're dealing with something that isn't being looked after like a like an SPL pitch so Mm. so maybe it's that maybe maybe we are just improving generally it might not be to do with finances it might not be down to being forced down that route we might just
2: be getting better products from our youth system i I think as well it's maybe um i kind of agree to a certain extent that the financial situation probably probably forces some clubs into going to under 19s i mean we've Motherwell have had a notoriously a thin squad for the last couple of years and we're now suffering with injuries and whatnot, so we finished yesterday's game with I think it was five 19 year olds in the park but I mean I guess that's probably through circumstances more than choice but also with the, with the sort of upheaval of the summer uh, and the fact that you know clubs are now coming out and saying you know finances are tight and we don't have the money be signing players and splashing the cash around I think supporters are now um, appeased a wee bit more when they see young players appearing and playing in the first team and and, and getting a regular place in the side. Whereas before, you know, if you're playing youngsters and you're losing a couple of games, supporters are up in arms and demanding signings here and signings there. I think we realise now we just don't have the, the money to sign these players anymore. So instead, supporters are a wee bit cooler about the fact that we're getting these young guys on. And I are up at Fair Park. Um, the supporters are notoriously critical at Fair Park. Um, with the exception, really, of some of the young guys that come, through, that come through on the side. They're all given a fair crack and a whip. And one of the young guys that, was, that played the last 20 minutes yesterday, um, Francis Angle, who was playing, playing sort of left uh, left midfield. I mean, he's, everybody's got great hopes for him, and he looks like an exciting player, and he looks like the type of guy that um, will just go there and, and play without fear. And I remember back, you have seeing James McFadden making his debut, and he was seventeen as well. And that's that's what supporters want to see. They want to see these young guys in the team, playing well and giving them a chance. And you're know, looking back at the Celtic game at the weekend there with Tony Watt popping up and, and battering the goals. And I think I think that's what supporters want to see. Guys who are not getting paid astronomical sums of money and have they come be, you know, great CVs, actually breaking into the team and doing well. It's the old underdog thing again. I think I think supporters really enjoy it. I think it also helps
1: that the pressure's sort of off this season as well. I mean, it isn't, isn't isn't. What I mean by that is, as far as Celtic are concerned, they're still expected to win the league. In fact, they're probably expected to win the league more this season than any other season. However, they're expected to win the league without having to win every single game. Because before, what we had was, you had Celtic, you had Rangers, and if either of them dropped any points whatsoever, it was a major crisis. Exactly. Whereas yeah. now, what we've got is a position where, if Celtic draw... Okay, we've drawn, we can make it up next week. So there's that opportunity to bring the younger lads through because there's less risk of them making a mistake that might cost you a point or two. So we're able to play them. Now, it's probably exactly the same with Rangers. They're fully expected to win the third division this season, but they should be allowed to drop a few points here, there and everywhere. I think they've almost put a a wee bit more emphasis on themselves because they're going to break the record that Gretna set when they came out of there. I think Gretna only dropped something like nine points the entire season. Uh, and Rangers have already dropped four, so they're pushing it already. But um, certainly th- that itself seems to put more pressure on Rangers, which is maybe why they're looking at getting stronger players brought in rather than looking to the youth that can maybe bring through straight away. But like I said earlier, the ones that are making the headlines so far are is the likes of Andy Little. Was, was that a hat-trick he scored against uh, East Thuron last week? It was,
0: yeah. And, well, he had the ball in the net as well. It was offside, so I maybe could have had four. It's difficult to tell where I was sitting. But aye, yeah, hat trick. A, a good player. He's he's found it difficult finding a position. To be honest, he's uh, he started off at right back, I think, in an old firm game a few mm-hmm. years ago, and has played right right mid. He's played up front. Not really sure where he wants to
1: play, but I uh, yeah. Well, if anything that if anything that's a, a, another strength is his bow that makes him versatile I mean one of the, I loved Chris Sutton for instance he was the kind of guy you could play up front you could play it the back you could play in midfield and it was because you could fit anywhere he was a good asset to have in your team so if Andy little was able to play in several different positions then that makes him even better it makes him more valuable yeah. And Mackay I think as
0: that... well, Mackay as well for Rangers is a yeah. really exciting prospect. Uh, when he was playing against East Stirling, his confidence grew as the game went on, and he was he was trying the old stepovers near the end. He was uh, really enjoying
1: himself. That's another thing the, the the youngsters tend to have one. They're never too scared to try things. Whereas a lot of the older players Will maybe try oh, to play a safe pass Whereas yep. you might, the younger players might get the head And go, I'll take him on And mm-hmm. see what happens And if you take them on and beat them, That excites the crowd The crowd are wanting to see that yeah. And I think that, like Greg touched on it as well The fact that the the home support Of the, the team are usually More forgiving of a youngster Than they are of some big money player That's come in and expected to hit the, the ground running yep. I mean, we had uh, like Mo Bangura came on uh, towards the end of the game up in Inverness and the difference between him and Tony Watt I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a confidence thing or if it's a if, if it's a, just a ability thing or whatever it is but the, the crowd were, were happy to see Tony Watt trying things and if he made a mistake he'd come back and try again later everybody was fine with that whereas Mo Bangura he'd maybe hit one bad shot and everybody was on his back. Yeah, But then I think the difference here is we paid Airdrie £100,000 for Tony Watt, whereas we paid, uh, I think it was AIK Stockholm or something we got Mo Bangura for, and he was £2.2 2 million. So one yeah. seems like a complete waste of money and one seems like a total bargain.
0: So maybe that helps as well. Tony Watt seems as if he's a homegrown player to a lot of folk as well. I think people Aye. do forget that he was purchased because of the way he came in. Bangura was purchased as if he was going to be coming in and doing a job straight away. She so he was on everyone's radar. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the the youngsters are almost taking over from the the big name signings. Well, uh, one reason being that we're not having the big name signings anymore in Scottish football. But they're the ones that are really catching the folks' attention, really catching the the kids' attention, if you like. I can see Tony Watt being on a fair few uh, shirts, like in the playgrounds around the country. He's really just captured the imagination. Was it a double he scored on his debut? Uh, he did. Yeah,
1: he did that well, yeah. a perfect way to start things. Uh, so got, that's his first start on Saturday. So he's come on as a sub a few times. He came on against Helsenberg as well, which is obviously going to be good for him. He, doesn't, you think, he
0: doesn't look you, young either. He's pretty solid.
1: Eh? That's a, just another thing. I think he's got the. Uh, he's, he offers something up front for Celtic that we don't have at the moment. We don't really have that big, solid goal scorer. That we used to have with the likes of Chris Sutton and John Hartson, but we've got Samaras, but he's he tends to put, prefer playing out wide. whereas you can see, Tony Watt's an out and out striker. He wants to be going in and goal. Samaras is more of like a creative player rather than a, a goal scorer. No, he may weigh in with goals, but more likely to be creating them.
2: Tony Watt looks like a boy that if you played them in the SPL, you'll easily get you twenty goals a season, easily twenty goals a season. And that, and any team who can who can bank in that sort of return for a
1: striker are going to be uh, are going to be near the top of that league. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'd love to see that I think if, especially if we get into the Champions League I think we'll maybe get a chance to see Tony Watt a lot more in the first team this season certainly in the SPL and if he's buying in the goals he's he's not exactly making himself easy to drop which is which is going to be great for him, it's going to be great for Celtic yeah. and it might even be great for Scotland because this, bringing the youngsters through obviously is going to start getting should hopefully get Craig Levine noticing I mean, uh, we've obviously got uh, James Forrest, he was uh, I think he he may have him on at the weekend. I can't remember, but I mean, he certainly came on at half-time in the the Helsenberg game, and he almost helped Celtic's midfield take a bit of hold in the game.
0: He was he was good, but I just think he was he was looking for the fill too often. Uh, not not diving, but just looking aye. for the fill.
1: He was, he was getting a wee knock and then going down aye. and complaining about it rather. Than maybe you could have stayed in your feet. He, he, he needs to get a uh, grip kind of get up with that a bit more. But, aye, well
0: you've got yeah, him, sort of... you've got Mackay Stephen. He's another yeah. that. Uh, Almost forget that he's so young, uh, considering he's he's played the the entire last season for Dundee United. And uh, can't I've forgotten the the team he used to play for before? Then was it Ayr? Uh, I
1: think it was. Uh, yeah, that rings a bell.
0: But but anyway, he's another one that's a prospect for the Scotland squad. I I, I don't want to keep going on about Mackay, but uh, potentially he could be as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean. Um... I, I, unfortunately, we also seem to have a few sort of youngsters that aren't Scottish But even it's it's good to even see them Because we had uh, Philip Twardzic, he started the game against Inverness as well And he was pretty good in midfield mm-hmm. In fact, he's, he, he, I'm sure he set up one of the goals by a pass mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's looked pretty good I've seen him uh, when we clinched the league against Kilmarnock last season He had a terrific flick It was, it was watching like, Barcelona score this goal just amazing. It was a, a wonderful flick for He Played Joe Ledley, and he just lifted it over the goalkeeper. It was like you could actually imagine Messi doing exactly the same thing.
0: One thing that we we need to be really wary of, and I spotted this last season, was when Falkirk beat Rangers in the cup, in the league cup, and everyone was saying, "Well, Falkirk's got this group of youngsters, and they're able to beat Rangers." And people were saying, "Well, right, that's it. Youth is the answer." We we'll, we'll just need to fill our squad full of youth players, and we'll start winning things. But I think we need to remember that it's it's not a case of doing that. You need to be filling it with quality youth. We need to. It needs to be a balance between those that have been there, those that are experienced, those that have like, late twenties, maybe even thirties, and mixing those with the youngsters. It's not. It's not a silver bullet. If you like, that. Just last season, I, I just. I just suspected a few were thinking that, especially with Rangers as well in the close season. They're going into the third division, focus saying, well, yeah, Rangers should just put out a team of youngsters and play them through all the divisions. But for me, that wouldn't work. You can't just say, you're no. young, so you play. It's about the mix. It's got to be right.
2: I think I think most teams now have that sort of, that sort of trickle feed of young players coming through to the first team as well. Because I know that the, um, the under-20s coach... Um, Gordon Young's always really heavily involved with the first team as well, he's always there on match days he's always on the bench, because there's generally one, has one or two of his players either on the bench or, or taking the field, and it's about players making that step up from the under-20s to the to the first team, and guys like Johnny Page are doing it, and Stuart Carswell are doing it at Motherwell, these are guys that have been at the club for sort of three, four years, and have gradually worked their way up on the bench last season, we're now seeing, seeing two or three of them coming on, maybe playing 20 minutes Couple of the boys are playing full games now, and it has to be that progression of you know gradually getting into the team and getting wee bits of games, and then the the odd half, and then maybe the odd start as well. I think that's the I think that's sort of thoughts in terms of sort of bringing them through gradually rather than just dropping them in. And it's either hard miss, you know. I
0: think we need to yeah. look at the, the Fleck situation, and I I don't want to be harsh on the guy, but when he came through, he was uh, the next best thing. He was going to be brilliant for Rangers, brilliant for Scotland, and. He, he had a handful of games where he he was taking folk on for fun. And then I think it was McCoy's had a, a part playing them dropping him for a, a spell. And he just never really shone since. He's he's still a good player, but just didn't really live up to the hype. And I think it just went to his head. So we need to be careful. We need to protect players like uh, Tony Watt. I, I don't know what kind of guy he is, but Lennon needs to be trying to keep him grounded because it could, could easily go to his head. It, I know McGeady went on to be a, a really good player, but I think that went to his head. I think he he just he was told he was too good and he was almost too good to be tackled, if you like. He, yeah. he didn't like to be tackled. Uh, I just think it's, it's difficult for them to handle it mentally.
1: I think part of the problem, with, especially at Celtic and Rangers in previous years, was the fact that there always seemed to be this progression through the under-19s, under-21s kind of thing. And then they would almost stop. Because he couldn't break into the Celtic Rangers team that had all the stars on it. Yep. So what happened was if anybody did actually manage to break through, you think, oh, he must be fantastic, we'll expect big things of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what I've seen it happen with plenty of the Celtic players. I mean, uh, Michael Gardine's probably a good example. He was in Celtic's youth setup a few years ago. And he looked like a really good player, but never quite made it into the Celtic team. What happened was he eventually went, I think he went off to Ross County straight from us, actually. Made his name at Ross County and has mm-hmm. now moved on to Dundee United, so he's starting to work his way back up again. Mm-hmm. But in his case, it's a case of he got so far at Celtic and then had to stop, go take a few steps back, and it's taken him a few years to get anywhere near to where he was before. Whereas with the, like the likes of McGiddy, you kind of went. I, I agree. I think it went to McGiddy's head a bit, and I think he almost got to the point where he stopped developing at all, mm-hmm. and he became. He almost became. a oh, we'll give it to McGiddy, and he'll do some magic. Because we were expecting too many big things for him, and he, I, almost wasted him because all that happened. Then, was you put a couple of guys to mark him, and then he be taking out the game, and then you would be running the ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably has moved on again now, thanks to his move to Spartak Moscow. And the McGeady I seen playing for uh, Republic of Ireland more recently looks like a a, a better player than he did against uh, when he played for Celtic a few seasons ago. And I think so. I think that's probably helped his development. So yeah, I agree that we need we need to keep a kind of we need almost need to keep a leash on them. Make sure they're they're kept grounded. But we also need to make sure they're not the only ones that are given the chance. Mm -hmm. We need to kind of strike that balance. And I agree. I think we definitely need the experienced players playing there because, again, we are going back to Tony Watt in the weekend there. I thought he played really well, but you could watch him and Gary Hooper talking to each other throughout the game. And Gary Hooper was talking them through it the entire time. Now, there was a few moves that didn't quite come off, but you think, seeing what half a dozen games' time, those moves are going to be coming off brilliantly, and we're going to be banging in the goals between the two. That could form a really good partnership at some point. But for the moment, it's still a lot of uh, work to be done there, and they'll keep each other grounded and they'll be able to work off each other and not working well. So hopefully, we'll see that develop as time goes on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good topic to bring up because it's, it's definitely something that's been bubbling away the, the, the youth player aspect. Uh, well, since, for me, it, it really started coming to the fore for the Falkirk game. And it's been going since then, so I'm glad we discussed that. It's good. Uh, so, moving on to the Paul Band charity bit, and we touched on it earlier, but air let us down. Yeah. Ooh. Dis- I, disappointed in air. I'm telling you, I, I, I can't think of any words to describe how disappointed I am in them.
1: Maybe we've been too negative about it. Maybe we should have backed Forfer more.
0: Aye, uh, we should be disappointed in Forfer, actually. Forfer ruined it, not just air. Right, anyway, I'm going to choose the bet this week, and I'm going to go quite simple, okay? Now, the first one, you might be a bit surprised with this, based on the, the league table as it stands now, but I'm going to go to, for Celtic to beat Hibs. I think Celtic are at home. I think they're still going to be too strong for, for a Hibs that are surprising everybody. I'm getting one to five for I that one. So
1: I'm not sure that one's worth it. One to five. <laughs> For something so little, it's kinda, if that's going to screw the rest of the bet, because we dropped points at home. Yeah, did we not do this with Rangers the other week as well? <sighs> uh, no, Rangers, Rangers won 5-1. The, no, Rangers won 5-1. They, they went by, well, down at one point, but they won 5-1 anyway. Aye, they, they
0: walked it. Right, well, I, well, I'll tell you what, we'll come back to that if need be. <laughs> right, the next one is Hearts at home to beat Dundee. That's yeah, definitely a well. banker. Aye, ah, yeah. yes, that's a certainty. Right, see, but we're only getting 2-5 on that. Mike Bookie exactly. knows it, that that's a banker. Sorry. Right. And this this is maybe hmm, maybe a bit dodgy. Ross County to beat Kelly. Ross County are at home. Again, eleven to ten on that. I
1: think I'll be tight, 10. but uh, okay. Right. I don't think Ross County will lose. Aye, that's my concern. I think that that wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw.
2: Yep.
1: Right. But I think I mean I have taken what them in the predictor anyway. So. Right. I'm not okay. feeling
2: a lot of positivity for my three choices here. I think it's Kamala kind of bit up and down as well. They've come off a good right. result there at the weekend, so they'll probably get cuffed. cuffed at Ross County. Right. Aye,
1: that was my thing. <laughs>
2: right, so we're
0: just going to accept the, the three choices.
2: Aye, then. go for right. it. Well, listen, we've not done that well by debating them
1: in the past. So you Aye.
0: I've well.
2: right,
1: okay. taken them on the predictor, so go for
2: it.
0: Right. £10 bet, courtesy of Mick Kabuki, returns £35.28. pence. So that's decent, if that comes that's out right. Yeah. Aye, that's, that's decent for for three matches We. I'd say two of them, I'd say Shuins and uh, Ross County. Hmm. But aye, uh, well, we'll see how it goes. Your Rangers playing this weekend? They're playing Elgin. Is that at home? It is at home. Aye, but then they're not very good odds either. So aye, I, I, I just I just left them out because I, I didn't want to extend it too far.
1: I was going to say you could throw them in because it's a, a a banker at home, but then they're playing the team top of the table, dodgy. Aye,
0: it's a half four on a Sunday as well. I blame I blame Celtic on that.
1: Ah, uh, you've got to you've, you've got to position the, the, the team higher up the leagues to have first pick of the Saturday, three o'clock. Aye. Mm. You
2: still you still went with Partick like Thistle, mate, I'm telling you. They're gonna go on beating the whole season.
1: That's a brave uh, prediction, that one. I don't know if they'll go on beating all season, but I, 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 I tipped I tapped in for the first division Aye. The Against
2: first Hamilton. They're forty six. Aye. Right. Hamilton
1: Akies are Aye. twenty. Aye. Aye. I think you're right about that one. That sounds like a much more better bet. More
2: better. Much
1: be- more much better bet. Right.
0: <laughs> much
1: okay. be better
0: bet. Right. right, okay. What's going on here? Right. Okay. Okay. We'll see what this that's is. Right. £58.80 if we add in Partick. Right. That, that sounds good. better. It
1: does, does not it? That sounds like good winnings.
0: Right, okay, that's it. Done. Right. Done. So, this coming week, we've got quite a few games coming up. We've got the Celtic-Helsenborg game, which is on TV. I don't know. I thought it was on <laughs> ESPN, but it's on TV
1: anyway. I'm sure I see Sky Sports.
0: Right <laughs> Just we'll stick with TV. We've got Levante Motherwell. We've got Liverpool Hearts, which is definitely on ESPN. And we've also got the League Cup second round. Can I forget that? Oh,
1: aye, the big League what? Cup. Oh, aye. aye. Right, oh, SPL aye. teams are in it, so it's worth talking about. It's come the big teams. Oh, aye. Um, well, you've the got... big teams that are in Europe, that is. <laughs> aye,
0: that's a, that's a strange one to get by. But anyway, a. Uh, Ties that jump out in me Hamilton Partick jumps out because, twice a week because they play <laughs> aye, they play again at the weekend
1: aye. Oh. You, know what, you know what jumps out at me Queen of the South of Berlin. Queen of the South are reasonable in the Cup over the last few seasons so they've got to be a, a dodgy one the other one that jumps out at me is Ross County Race Rovers actually uh, they, well, what about
0: Thursday night Rangers against Falkirk 13 oh,
1: pounder ticket. Him. He's, beat them, he's beat them at Falkirk Stadium last week oh aye we'll
0: beat them again so,
1: they just beat my game at home. I don't that jumps it. St. So Mariner, there's another one. Just, that's got to be a, a dodgy one. They're United right, and are another good cup team. Ah, unless they're playing for further, I know. Well, That's
0: not that, that was, was a week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all right. Right, so uh, moving on to the predictions for the SPL. And on Saturday, I don't think there's any SPL games on TV. Uh, I think it's a... just the Rangers game and that's it. Anyway.
1: That's a shocker. Absolute shocker.
0: Oh, aye. A Rangers home game. It doesn't often get moved. Right, Aberdeen, St Mirren. Aberdeen's when... Uh, I don't think they've scored at home all season. So then that's going to continue. Ah, and St Mirren love a 0-0. I'm going to go
1: 0-0. <laughs> nah, I think Aberdeen can't go two games of are battering the teams to death without scoring. So uh, St Mirren are always good for a goal, though, so we'll go one each.
2: Aye, I, I, I think Aberdeen will score, but I was really impressed with St Mirren yesterday. They're playing some really good football and, and knocking the ball about, so... I'll, I'll go with you, Chris. One each. Right, one each, okay. Right, Celtic against Hibs. Right, Hibs are doing
0: alright. I'm going to go 2 1. Celtic, obviously. Because you're going to bet. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think Hibs, have surprised.
1: Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be 2 1 as well. Because I think it's going to be tough for us against Elsenburg But then we never know. Hibs might have a tough night against Queen of the South. So, yeah, 2 1 Celtic. Yeah. Um, go 3 now. Celtic. I yeah,
2: it'll be comfortable. And Ross County against
0: Kilmarnock. I think that Ross County are going to win this 1-0.
1: Yeah, I've got 1-0 as well. I think uh, Kilmarnock are one of those teams that haven't blown Dundee right United away, will probably now blow up. <laughs> uh, was it. Th-
0: this will be their ninth game unbeaten if they, they manage to be, avoid eh? a loss. Yep. Aye, I think I'll go with each. And St Johnson against Dundee United. Hmm. I don't, know, I don't know if I listened to Keith Jackson and St. Johnson had won a canter here, but St. Johnson have done pretty poorly. 12 games without a win, and their calls for Lomasi's head. Uh, I don't know, I think Dundee United will bounce back. I think they're the ones that are going to be hurting, so I'm going to go 2-1 to Dundee United.
1: Yeah, got to agree. I think Keith Jackson's an idiot, and I think Dundee United will bounce back quite happily in this game, and it'll be a comfortable 2-0. Aye, 3-1 Dundee
0: United for me. So moving on to Sunday... For those that are lucky enough to be in Europe at the end of the week, Celtic don't get that that pleasure. Hearts against Dundee, it's got to be Hearts. Obviously Dundee are disappointing so far, so I'm going to go for a 2 0 victory to Hearts.
1: Yep, yeah, same for me. Like Hearts, so no, they'll probably give a good account of himself at Anfield, but I think uh, I don't think it's going to be the the sort of energy-sapping game that they think, because I don't think I don't think they expect to do anything no. So, uh, having a home game against a team that's already struggling probably helps. you haven't scored yet. Don't see them scoring this one either. Two nil. I
2: ah, hat trick of two nils. Right.
0: And the final game is Motherwell against Inverness. I'm going to go
2: for a Motherwell victory, one
1: nil. Motherwell coming back with a straw donkeys for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that will be will be bringing back. I'm not bringing back any
1: any tie in the next round. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to say they'll be bringing back like syphilis or something <laughs> you, know, you know what these holidays in Spain give me like
0: uh, uh, you behave back. yourself Greg when
1: you're uh, away back <laughs> it's going to be I think uh, again it's a home tie for Motherwell which probably helps um, it'll be tough Inverness were they, I mean they fought to the end against us but they were a bit slack at the back I wasn't too impressed with that and I think Mullowell edge us 2-1
2: Mm, don't know. Don't know if I'm as confident in that one because uh, Inverness have given us problems in the past, and uh, we we're still stuttering a bit. But it might depend a lot on what happens midweek, and we could be struggling with suspensions and injuries as well. But my kids are mascots at this one on Sunday, so I'm going to play my joker. I play my joker and go for a three-two home win.
0: Oh, that's that's good about that
2: nice. mm. mascots. That's good. Aye, I, I picked the uh, got an email with a so that's um, uh Picked for Sunday's game so. That'll be good. Ah, that'll definitely be an experience. I was trying to explain to my son what
0: it meant to, to be led out like because he was he was watching the Chelsea game and he was like, Is that is that his dad? And I'm like, ah oh, you <laughs> just kinda go out and just an Yeah, experience. you
1: never know if it's John
0: Terry, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring up the predictor from last week. on the, the Hibs against St Johnson game which was two 0 Chris, you went two 0
1: so, ah, is that who I went above you?
0: <laughs> well done, well done on that Now if you listen to the podcast you might have remembered me predicting 1-1 in the Motherwell St Mirren game Ah, very good eh, very good Except I didn't I did, I did. I did put that in the predictor, did I? And <laughs> I what, what I do actually is I, I, I do, I open up, because I've got a wee black book where I write down all the scores And I do open it up and I just copy it into the predictor, right? So I just made a mistake I just did it, did it wrong. And I went for a 1-0 victory to St Mirren. That's just rubbish, eh? So I can't even claim that. It's rubbish.
1: At oh, least well. I, I got a point for that one, for a nothing each.
0: <sighs> nah, rubbish. Very disappointed in that. Right, so that's us. Got to the end of the podcast. And I've enjoyed myself with my fosters and my <laughs> grouse. Drunk straight from the freezer, by the way. It's quite, <laughs> quite nice drunk that way. I'm going to pour myself another.
1: I've got my Pepsi Max drunk straight for the bottle.
0: <laughs>
2: Greg, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water straight from the tap. Water? <laughs> Living the high life, boy.
0: That's me, got another snow grouse,
2: because I edit it on a
0: Monday night, so I'll be getting the podcast out. Right, but thanks there for coming on, guys. Are you a
1: sounds of it? Oh, that's me just <laughs> sorry.
2: As you fall off your chair? <laughs> no. No, me.
0: Right, but thanks for coming on again, guys, and hopefully see you next week. All
2: right, same time, same, same place. place. Same back Oh, time, my last week ba- before place. I go on holiday.
0: I've no authorised that holiday yet, Chris, so I <laughs> I wouldn't book anything yet. I've told you before, you
2: need to ask before you book.
1: <laughs> I got it phone down weeks ago, you know what,
2: Greg, who are we going to get? <laughs> we might be struggling, big man. We might, need to, we might need to go to the archives and get one of the... Uh, when the long forgotten guests back in, they dig Laurie, Laurie Dunzer up. He needs to oh, make his comeback.
1: That Harts guy used to come on. Aye.
2: That guy, surely his film's
0: finished by now. Right, I'm going to get him back on. That's it. To replace you, Chris, while you're away. Unless, can you not know, just take your, your Skype with you? I'm sure it's worldwide.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, very much doubt it.
2: <laughs> no, that would be banner. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. If Chris is off, who's done the SPL roundup? All right, aye, right. Greg, Greg. I'll send you an email. No, uh, no, we're gonna to have to have a week off, mate. We're gonna to have to go dark that
1: week. <laughs> week is for three. Eh? Oh, what? There's a three week holiday.
0: I'll
1: get a three week holiday. I'm going to see Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, I'm not happy about this. No, we are going to have words after this.
2: Greg, he's going to get dropped. Aye, get JV back in. he will do a, you'll do a junior
1: round up for us.
2: Aye, that's it. He wouldn't
1: take a holiday. <laughs> That's not how you walk white Talbot get on, man.
0: <laughs> Right, okay. Well, you're having a better morning, no? though. Right, well, I'll see you next week then. And Chris, I'll i maybe see you next week. I'm not sure if I'm suspending you for the Sevco and suspending you now for taking a holiday. I don't know. All
1: right. <laughs> right I'll see. You next but, week. Maybe see you next week. Then. <laughs> right, right. see you. Bye. Bye. See you. Later.